when we bump up against what we call resistance in this lifetime. So let's say we feel like we're constantly repeating an old pattern or an old series of behaviors, self-sabotage, self-sabotage and getting in our own way. Maybe we keep dating the same person, same type of person over and over and over again, or we keep holding ourselves back because we're so afraid of failure. The reason the energetic root cause behind that is rooted in a past life. Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife, and I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Confidence Council podcast. Today, I have Emily Lewis, aka Emily the Mystic, on the show to talk about a spiritual modality that I I don't know much about and I'm so excited to learn more about, which is the Akashic Records. So Emily Logan is an intuitive mentor, a spiritual teacher, and Akashic Records master consultant. Whoa, so cool. She's on a mission to soften shadow work and help old souls, I've been told I'm an old soul, heal as well as reclaim their intuitive gifts, manifest their dreams, and experience the most joyful life while doing it. Emily is an expert in mediumship, past life regression, meditation, the Akashic Records, which we'll be talking about, tarot, hypnotherapy, quantum healing, and other spiritual practices. I'm so excited. Okay, she is living proof that you can change your life in a split second and is known for making the most aligned purposeful, freedom-filled life possible. It's not every day you meet a mystic, Emily, so I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. I really am. Um, t- why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey? Like, what brought you here into this world? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. So I am located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I haven't always practiced mysticism. I grew up very spiritual as a child. I had interests in spirituality from a super young age when I was like eight, nine, and 10 years old. I was always into astrology and numerology and the chakras. And I used to love watching mediums like Sylvia Brown and John Edward on TV with my mom as a kid. And so I was just always fascinated by things that are esoteric and mystical. However, I ended up taking a very traditional normal life path 
went to a normal university, like many of us do, graduated with a degree in business and marketing, and ended up working in the corporate retail world for several years, working as a buyer for a major retail company. And I thought that that career aligned with me because I love shopping. I'm a tourist <laughs> rising. I love like, I love picking up beautiful things for my home and, you know, picking out cute things for my closet. So I thought this career felt like a really good fit because it was creative and all of these things. However, I just felt so misaligned with it. And I was extremely anxious. I couldn't sleep at night and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me? And it took the pandemic and the world shutting down for me to really dive back in to learning about spirituality again, revisiting some of those topics that I had a fascination with as a kid and as a young teenager and learning how to implement them in my adult life now. That just totally changed my life. I quit my corporate job and now I get to do this work full time for a living. So inspiring. What was it about? I totally relate because, but I'm interested to hear, what was it about that space? Or like, I feel like the pandemic yeah. created a space, right? Where you could like stay home. You're not in the daily hustle. What was it about that that made you think, oh, you know what? I do want to kind of tap back into this side of me. Yeah. So when I was working in corporate, I was commuting five days a week, going to New York City twice a week out of those five days. And I literally had no time for myself at all. It was just get up, go to work, do the routine, go to the gym. And I just didn't have time for hobbies or fun, you know, learning about fun things. So when the pandemic happened, I started working from home and working from home saved me so much time that all of a sudden I was able, and also because we couldn't go to the gym and we couldn't go to, nor, you know, do normal things that I was used to doing, it forced me to take walks around my neighborhood. And while I was walking around my neighborhood, I started listening to podcasts about spirituality. And it was literally like a light switch flipped on. And I thought to myself, wait a second, you're talking about spirit guides, you're talking about mysticism, you're talking about mediumship. I just felt in those moments on these long walks so connected again to myself and just so refreshed. It was like, whoa, wait a second. I can't believe I had pushed that side of myself away for so long and revisiting it was just so magical. So what is the first thing that you did when you kind of rediscovered it to kind of get into this new world that you're in? So I was listening to a podcast about spirit guides. And when I listened to that podcast, I was literally blocks from my house. As soon as I heard the person being interviewed talk about spirit guides, I pivoted and I ran back to my apartment because I was like, oh my gosh, I have to discover more about spirit guides. I have to do something about this. So as soon as I got home, I opened up my laptop and I went on YouTube and found a meditation about meeting your spirit guides. And I was like, I am doing this right now. So I sit at my kitchen table and put on the meditation and got so deeply into it. All of a sudden, I started hearing, I kid you not, this deep, wise voice in my mind telling me how loved I was, telling me how I was getting onto the right path, telling me how 
I have a big purpose to fulfill in this lifetime. And I had tears just streaming down my face like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is real. And I felt so, so deeply connected. Um, in that moment, I knew that I had to follow that path and I had to start following that calling from that moment. I have like full <laughs> body chills. That is so powerful. So like, what is that your lunch break? And then you have to go back to like log in after that? Like, yes. how do you go back to life after having <laughs> that kind of a huge shift? Yeah, I what I ended up doing was I started doing some research and found some psychic classes online, a mediumship mentor. I started booking readings for myself with different healers and having an outlet for me to like learn about this outside of my nine to five job was kind of my way into learning about it and gave me again that time and space to start figuring out my gifts and how what they are and how they work and all of that good stuff. So tell us all about your gifts. Yeah, so my my um sort of entryway into the different spiritual modalities was mediumship. So that was the first gift that I started working with, the first real spiritual mentor that I started working with was a mediumship mentor. And the reason why I started focusing on that was because I had a reading with the woman who recorded the Spirit Guide podcast. I booked a reading with her. And in that reading with this woman, she says to me, Emily, did you know that you can speak to the other side? And I literally just like, I almost fell out of my chair. (laughs) I was like, whoa, it was super ungrounding. I was like, oh my gosh, that I, I had an idea because of some um, experiences that I've had after losing loved ones in the past, but never put two and two together and didn't have anyone in my life who could teach me about it or train me in that way. And so I, after that reading, I was like, I have to learn more about this. I want to figure this out. And so that's how I found my mediumship teacher. And she had us practicing right away, had us do practice readings for other people in the group. And that's when I sat in my house, tuned in, did did a meditation, and I had spirits come visit me. (laughs) And we had conversations. I was seeing them in my mind's eye. I was receiving messages from them. I took a ton of notes and I sent the information to my practice partner and she was just blown away but what by what I had what had come through for me. So tell us because there might be a listener that's like, you know, someone that I love has just passed and I've had a weird experience or an experience. Can you tell us what those were before you kind of opened up to what it all meant and what it was? 100%. So I went through a really challenging year in 2017 where I lost my uncle, my cousin, and my grandmother, all within like a three-month period. Mm -hmm. It was definitely what I consider to be my dark dark night of the soul at that time because just navigating so much loss all at once was unreal, unreal. I hope never, (laughs) I hope anyone listening to this never has to go through that. But if you have been through that or you are going through loss right now, I understand. And one moment that I had that was really profound was my mom had always told us these stories about how when her father, who I never met, passed away, that she knew that he was gone, 
because she heard a door slam in the house. And the door closing for her was symbolic of her father crossing over to the other side, like passing away. And so the day that my uncle passed away, I came home from the gym and I was walking into my my bedroom in this house that I was living in at the time. And I kid you not, a door on the second floor slammed shut. We had no windows open. (laughs) We had no windows open. There was nobody else was home. I lived with roommates at the time. No one else was there. And I went upstairs and I saw that my roommate's door was closed, which was never closed. And I knew in that moment that my uncle was gone. And then I got a call from my mom about an hour later. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that, he started sending me signs. I, in this house that I was living in, it had this beautiful roof deck with a view overlooking Center City here in Philly. And I went up there on a rainy day because I just felt drawn to go up onto this roof deck. It was a rainy day. I normally wouldn't go up there on a rainy day. And I get up to my roof deck and there's the most beautiful rainbow just right right over the city waiting for me. And I just felt my uncle's energy so close in that moment, just saying like, and I think it was around, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was around an anniversary or a birthday. And it was just like, oh, he's here. Like, oh, it's okay. He's here. And since then, I also just started noticing little synchronicities where a a song would come on that would remind me of my cousin, or I would start seeing feathers on the ground. And that would also remind me of both my uncle and my cousin together. So little things like that just started. I now look back with hindsight and I realize, oh my gosh, the signs were there all along. I just didn't put the puzzle pieces together. So now you're in this mentorship working with the medium and you're starting to talk to past loved ones, other people's past loved ones. Can you tell us more about what that experience is? Yeah. So I started, she taught us how to connect with both our own loved ones and with um, loved ones of some of the other women in the group as well. And I knew that this was real (laughs) when I had two separate experiences. One was when I connected with my own loved ones and my cousin brought through a memory that I hadn't thought of in years and years and years. And she was actually apologizing for something that happened between her and my mother when I was like 10 years old. I had totally forgotten about this incident. We don't talk about it much as a family. So her bringing that back up to me in meditation, I was like, oh, this is real. I didn't just make that up. I didn't pull that out of the blue. That was her really bringing through that message of, you know, apologizing and wanting forgiveness. And then um, with we would do these mediumship circles as uh, in the mentorship. And so we would do readings for other women in the group. And I remember I felt so called. I had to bring through this female spirit that was coming forward for me. And the first thing I said was this, this female spirit that's coming through, I immediately had this horrible pain in my chest. And I feel like this person passed of a heart attack. And and somebody in the group was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who this is. This is for me. And I shared other other pieces of information about this person that resonated with her. And my mind was blown, you know, that I was able to like share that 
that experience was real and that there was somebody else in the group who was resonating from with it. It wasn't just something that I had made up. Wow. Well, okay. So then where did it go from there? So from there, I started offering practice readings on social media. So the other piece of this that I haven't even gotten into is that on the side of my corporate job, I was doing health and fitness coaching (laughs) for people Uh (laughs) virtually. And that business, that health and fitness coaching business was sort of my doorway into being a spiritual coach, right? So I started that business in January of 2020 before the pandemic hit. I had an intuitive nudge. I have to start a business based on my passions. And I thought that I was going to be a personal trainer. That's what I I thought I was going to quit my job and become a personal trainer. So I had this Emily Logan Fitness Instagram account that I was growing alongside of taking the mediumship classes. And I thought to myself, you know what? I really want to use these gifts to help people. I really want to do practice readings. So I went on my Emily the Emily Logan Fitness Instagram account and started offerings for like 50 bucks, readings for 50 bucks. And I got had a lot of people sign up and they were really successful. And that practice helped me really just gain the skill set and also gain the confidence to see that what I was doing was resonating with people. And again, I'm not crazy. I'm not making it up. It's that these these um, situations are real and it's really happening. So something that it seems like from kind of creeping around your Instagram that you're super passionate about and that you use in your business is Akashic Records. Yes. What is that? And tell me yes. everything. So mediumship led me to the Akashic Records. When I wrapped up that mediumship uh, mentorship, I started offering readings at a higher price point and eventually at the beginning of 2021 discovered this is what I want to do. Spirituality is what I want to do. Health and fitness, it's part of it. It was my doorway, right? So I pivoted my business to focus on spirituality and that's when I found the Akashic Records. So what I realized in doing these mediumship readings, and this is not to knock mediumship because I love mediumship and it's such an important modality, such an important gift. However, I realized that I could only go so deep with my clients. There was a certain level of threshold that I could hit with information, but I felt like there was more under the surface that I could get to and that I could help my my clients in a more soul-led, more deep, more deep, deeper and more profound way. So that led me to the Akashic Records, which are the metaphysical energetic library of information about the soul. Not just a single soul, but all souls here on this planet, on planet Earth, as well as all of the energetic history of this universe that we live in. So the Akashic Records allow us a deeper level of access to information about the soul. Not just who you are now in this lifetime, but all of the lives you've had up until this moment in time, where your soul originated in terms of this universe, what your your unique gifts are, what are some of the soul resistances, karmic situations that you're navigating now in your life, and how can we release and clear some of those things that have held you back in past lives to help you live a more joyful, more aligned life now. 
So the Akashic so, Records basically helped me go deeper with my my mediumship clients. And I just found like, this is it. This is my modality. I'm obsessed with this. And yeah, the rest is history. So many questions. So I know about spirit guides, angels, like ascended masters, things like that, because I've had a psychic medium on the show, Jessica Rachel. She talked about those things. And my sister's also currently like working on under a mentorship with um and learning to channel. But what I how do how do the how does it is it a higher is it like the same thing as your higher self? Is it is does somebody come down and explain what the records of that person say? Like in what way does it translate for you? Yeah. So we have a group of spirit guides called our Akashic Record Keepers. Oh. Yes. They are a team of ascended masters, angels, different beings who even beings we know of, like let's say an Archangel Michael or an Archangel Metatron, they can be part of our Akashic Record Keepers spirit guide team. Uh, they can also be guides that we don't, you know, as a collective, we don't really know a lot about. But their role is to sort of keep organized energetically the records of your soul and also to help your soul plan its incarnation path in this lifetime and future lifetimes so that you can make sure you're accomplishing everything that you want to do as a soul here on this earth now. And so that this journey now will help you move forward, will help you not achieve enlightenment or ascend, but yes, to ascend and evolve to a higher vibration after we we pass away, after this lifetime is over. When you have a session with somebody how is how is the message delivered? Do you go kind of go into meditation and then call on these spirit guide keepers of the Akashic Records and then ask them questions, or do they just kind of download you with information from their record? So and intention is everything. And you can set the intention just to open the Akashic Records by asking for them to be open. What I prefer to do, what I was taught, and what I teach my clients now is to create your own prayer that helps you align to the energy of the Akashic Records. So I have a prayer that I say at the beginning of a reading with a client, and that prayer helps me tune into the energy of the records. I also ask for their full, for their full name at birth. And the name create is basically like a fingerprint that you would use on the fingerprint scanner that is your Akashic Records. And so with the client's full name and saying my prayer out loud, that helps me align my vibration to the energy of the Akashic Records. And then it's very similar to a mediumship reading or a psychic session or a session with someone who channels. I just channel information like this. I'm just talking <laughs> the whole time during the reading and periodically checking in with my client to make sure that what I'm sharing with them resonates with them. What are the types of things that are coming out of an Akashic Record reading as opposed to something that would come from like a spirit guide team or a past loved one? Totally. So we first focus on their soul origins. So who they are at a soul level. So that can be galactic and cosmic connections. Ah, cool. Yes. And that creates a bit of a personality profile that helps my client better understand themselves and their soul's history. Then we talk about what I call soul essence and soul purpose. So basically that means who you are, your vibration, your essence that describes what you're here to do on this planet. 
For example, a soul essence that came through for me for a client last week was she is the essence of inspiration. So she felt very confused about her purpose. But what the guides were saying was that through her essence of inspiration, she is here to literally inspire others with her words, with her work on social media. She's meant to have a podcast of her own. She's meant to share messages again that motivate and inspire people. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I am a writer. I write, you know, I write things and I channel messages through writing. And that's exactly what I I have been thinking of doing is sharing those in a bigger way. So they don't necessarily tell you you're meant to be an account accountant or like a profession per se, <laughs> but more so like what the what the soul's like calling is in terms of service. Yeah. Something like 100%, that? 100%. Yes. What are another, some other examples? Yeah. Another really good example was I had a client a couple weeks ago and the guides were telling me this person is extremely gifted in understanding systems and creating efficient solutions to complicated problems. And I told her that I was like, you're meant to focus on systems in this lifetime. And she was like, yeah, I'm an IT, I'm manager of a big IT company. Like systems is what I do mm-hmm. <laughs> all day long. Um, so it kind of, the way that I like to think of it is that our purpose, our mission is changing throughout the course of our life. We go through seasons of life where for me at the time, working in my corporate retail job, yeah, that was my mission at that time. In the future, my mission could be being a mom, starting a family. Now my mission is focusing on business and business ownership. So those those um, possibilities for what you're here to do can change throughout the course of your life. And they're also the way the other way that I like to see it is that because we have free will, we also have the ability to choose different options for kind of how we achieve the goal of our overall calling. So let's say, for example, this person that I told she's very gifted with systems, she could use that role as a systems analyst for like a healthcare company. She could do something different than working in IT. But the overall goal is to help with management of systems throughout life in general. So I say that because some people come to a reading with a very specific expectation that they're going to be told what their specific (laughs) job is. And sometimes they do give specific information, but sometimes they'll be like, here's a option A, B, C, D. Here are some different things within the spectrum that you can focus on, but ultimately you have free will. So you get to decide which path you want to take. So is it the records are talking about this specific lifetime, what the, what the soul's yes. mission or purpose is? Okay. So, yep. and, and is, has it been your experience that each lifetime has a different purpose or mission or is it consistent? Yes. Correct. Different mission. However, all of them, this is the cool part. We have what's called an oversoul. Our oversoul is the direct extension connected to divine source, God. So our oversoul is basically the umbrella that incorporates all of our different lifetimes. So us in this lifetime, our past lives, each of those soul fragments, as we call them, contributes back to the oversoul. So All of our different missions that we've had throughout this lifetime and others, they are all 
teaching the oversoul about something. And basically, from what I have come to understand is that the purpose of life is to experience all of it. Contrast, good and bad, all different aspects (laughs) of living and being. So we, all of our lifetimes are going to show us a different page or chapter of the book that is our oversoul and with everything that we've learned with that we've learned eventually we're going to return back to divine source Mm. our oversoul will return back to source with everything that we've understood and learned throughout all of our different lives i feel like understanding that or believing in that concept that you have to have the contrast in whatever lifetime you're in helps me so much when I see people struggling and like with the stuff that's going on in the world, right? Like there was a, there's a homeless girl that sits on the bridge on my way home from work every day and I could like feel her pain. And one day it was like a couple weeks ago, I I was like crying because I should have given her my jacket and I just like could feel her, right? I could feel how her sadness and I just, what kind of brought me peace is to be like, this is going to be that contrast for her, or this is that lifetime of the you know of the difficult one and then hopefully the future ones will be better or she'll grow from this but yeah I just that that kind of thought gives me peace you know that 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 contrast has to exist for the for the oversoul to ascend then 100 percent, and it's not to minimize anything that's going on in the world either but can help bring us some sense of peace around why suffering in the world does exist is that you and me, we've both had lifetimes where we have had extreme hardship. I have seen a lot of those lives for myself. We have lived through wars. We have lived through poverty. We have lived through so many different things. And so I know for a lot of us in this lifetime now, if we grew up with you know, what we call privilege, like we grew up with money in some way, or we grew up with um, just having our needs taken care mm-hmm. of, even just having a house to grow up in or having food put on the table. That's such a gift, of course, and we can be so grateful for that. But we also don't need to make ourselves wrong for it or make ourselves feel guilty for having things that others don't have. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, we've had past life experiences where we haven't had those things. So does an Akashic Record reading also tell you about the past lives? Yes, absolutely. So usually the intention behind why the the guides will bring through a past life is because it is related to something that you're going through today. So when we block up against, or sorry, when we bump up against what we call resistance in this lifetime. So let's say we feel like we're constantly repeating an old pattern or an old series of behaviors, self-sabotage, self-sabotage and getting in our own way. Maybe we keep dating the same person, same type of person over and over and over again, or we keep holding ourselves back because we're so afraid of failure. The reason the energetic root cause behind that is rooted in a past life. Oh, this is fascinating. So can you give us like an example of a recent reading that you had where that's come up? Yes, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that my clients seem to struggle with is visibility. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, 
spiritual business owners, business owners in general, or even clients who are wanting to manifest things, but seem, they just seem like they can't get there or they can't take those next steps. And often what we discover is that the past life that's blocking them from having what they want is a lifetime where they were persecuted or harmed or hurt in some way for being their true self and was either forced into hiding again or killed or they had to run away and leave in order to escape the the suffering that was forced upon them by somebody else in that lifetime and that fear can remain within the auric field you can carry that into this lifetime and so for me personally one of the big one of the most vivid past lives that I have witnessed that I have been through was a lifetime in the 1600s in somewhere in in England, somewhere in the UK, where I was a witch. And I have vivid memories that I have seen in meditation where I was hung in the square for being a witch. And that lifetime created this these behaviors around hiding that I have had to bump up against my whole life. I was always the kid that sat in the back of the classroom. I was always the person in my corporate job who would be the last to volunteer for a speaking opportunity. I had a really hard time showing up on social media as a business owner in the beginning stages. And a lot of that had to do with this soul level fear around getting killed for being my true self. Well, are you able to then fix or like reverse or do something about it when you have this Mm -hmm. once you have this moment where you recognize that you've had this lifetime so that's the cool thing about the akashic records is once we're shown the information we can heal it and clear it and let it go forever how through the akashic records themselves basically we ask the the guides to release the energetic interference around it so the way that i i like to describe it is that these challenges, traumas that we've encountered in a past life, they leave an energetic imprint that lives in our auric field. So like if you, for example, and this sort of gets into the concept of energy, if you are going to see a Reiki healer to have a Reiki healing session done, they're going to work with your chakra energy centers and they're going to clear them, right? Mm -hmm. So those past life traumas also live in the chakras. (laughs) So the Akashic Records helps us go deeper to discover actually what some of those energetic imprints are. And then we can actually release them and let them go so that they're no longer blocking your auric field anymore. And then from that moment forward, you start making different decisions. You start seeing life in a different way. You start making different choices and then you can kick some of those old patterns and patterns and habits for good. Wow. So did you find that when you fi- when you went back and figured out that you had this uh, experience being a witch, did do you think that it was like like a mental, okay, so I've had this experience or is it like a true, like you feel a shift in yourself? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it just like, you know, oh, like I, I, oh, I, I was told that like my energy was cleared. Now I feel lighter, but like, but do you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrestle with like the skeptic in me. That's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it's the lawyer in me that's trying to interrogate you. And I don't mean to <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> no, like, it's a great question. How does that look for people? And is, is it really legit? Have you found? Yeah. I For me personally, I went from not posting on Instagram for years to all of a Why? sudden growing a following. Just that, just that fear of? Yeah, just had no desire to be seen. No desire for other people to connect with me no desire to show up in that way to now having a following small following of 5000 people so you know that's that small. yeah that's crazy right yeah yeah and so releasing some of those past lives where my soul has had fear of being killed for being my true self massive shifts another example too is when i went on started going deeper onto my spiritual journey and realized I needed to quit my corporate job to pursue this full time, I had to tell the people in my life that I was doing this, right? So I had to tell my parents, I had to tell my significant other, I had to tell my college friends, all, you know, all of these different people. And I have gone my whole life keeping secrets. I don't like being open and vulnerable with people. I like protecting myself and healing that past life now i'm so much more open with my loved ones i'm so much more honest with them i can have real honest conversations and conversations about topics like this i'm not afraid of talking about it anymore like i was in the past i love that so when you do these past life regressions is it only the ones holding you back that kind of come up and have you had more than one repeating the same kind of shadow or block or are there sometimes you're clearing multiple in a session it depends on the session and yes sometimes there are multiple lives where you've repeated the same karmic loop over and over and over again and you mm -hmm. have to be shown the same series of realities for example i have a a uh, one-on-one -on -one client who we've discovered over the course of many sessions that she has had many lives being some sort of a not a charlatan but like <laughs> <laughs> but she's had lives where she worked in the circus but had to scam people in order to make money she's had lives where she had to steal from local markets in order to make ends meet and all of those lives where she had to like lie or cheat or steal her way to safety and security in this lifetime, she has so much fear around money and security and so much guilt around kind of the lifestyle that she's built for herself because of these past lives where she was in the wrong and doing bad things to hurt other people. So this lifetime, we have to release that and let that go to heal her imposter syndrome. Wow. Super cool. So in addition to the three things we've already talked about, um, it was the first one was kind of like who, what you are. Mm -hmm. Second was your mission or purpose. Third was past life. Is there anything else <laughs> that the Akashic Records kind of tells you about your soul or your mission or how to live your most fulfilled life? I would say a big piece of it is helping you find peace in your relationships as well, because I have so many clients who are extremely empathic and were born into family systems where they felt oppressed by a parent or a sibling or they felt misunderstood or they struggle to maintain peaceful relationship dynamics 
now as an adult. And so the Akashic Records can also help us understand why we've chosen that particular person to play the role of mother or father in this lifetime. So your soul chooses that person? Yes. Interesting. So what lessons you're learning from that particular relationship, again, why they're in your life now, what past life experiences you've been through with that person so that you can feel a greater sense of peace as to why you may feel like they are, that relationship is causing you so much challenge in this lifetime. Wow. Fascinating. Does that also go for like why certain people are passing in our lifetime? Like, you know, my girlfriend's mom recently died. Like was, did she choose that? So I, my understanding of death and passing is that we incarnate with a certain number of what's called exit points. So exit points are pre-planned moments in your soul's history when if this incarnation isn't working out for you, you can leave. Or if you've accomplished everything you needed to do and there's nothing else for you to do here, you did your best, that's it. It's time for you to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying this with a little bit of brevity just because I know this is a heavy topic just to right. help kind of people um, understand it. And I have seen within my clients that they have had near-death experiences or moments in time where major illnesses or accidents where they thought they weren't going to make it. And that is a very clear example of when they were bumping up against an exit point. But the soul decided, actually, wait, we're not done here. We have unfinished business. We have to stay. It's like the fifth full body goosebump (laughs) (laughs) talking to you. So in terms of the past life, when you, is the client that is, do, is you're, have, you're doing the reading for, do they go into a meditation with you and, or are they just kind of sitting there or are you, are you trying to kind of get them in a zone too? And then do they yeah. see, or are you just explaining to them um, what you see? So a mix of both. So at the beginning of every session, I do a really brief three-minute meditation with my clients to help ground them. The majority of human beings are extremely ungrounded and dissociated from the body. So I make sure that when I'm working with someone new, we bring you back into your body and you are fully present for your Mm -hmm. reading. Because if you're not fully present, you're not going to fully receive the the full experience that you signed Mm -hmm. up for, that you paid for, right? So we do that brief meditation just to help ground you and center you so that you can focus fully in the now. And then depending on the client's goals and how long I've worked with them, we will do a mix of both. So if it is a brand new session with a new client I've never met before, I'm doing the channeling. Like it's all me. I'm sharing with you what's coming through for me. But if you are in a long-term mentorship package with me, I will lead you into past life regressions. I will lead you into the meditative state to help you do inner child work, to help you meet with different aspects of yourself. And to also, I help my clients connect with their spirit guides. For the clients whose goals are to work with their own psychic and intuitive gifts, I also help them facilitate experiences with their own guides as well. Do you believe that everybody has this ability? 
I absolutely believe that we are all intuitive and that we can all grow our intuition. We can all strengthen it just like we can strengthen a muscle in the body, (laughs) just like we can strengthen any skill set. We can also grow our intuition. We just have to learn through either a teacher or our own dedicated self-practice. And again, like any skill set, let's say you want to gain muscle and you're embarking on a 30-day gym regimen. And by the end of the 30 days, you're going to have gained all of this muscle on your body. Same with intuition. You have to dedicate time and energy and consistency and practice to it in order to really see your intuitive gifts grow and change. Now, I will say that, you know, we live in a a world with 7 billion people, right? And not everybody on this planet is open-minded enough to go down that path. So for those, you know, those people who are probably not going to be listening to this podcast in the first place, they may not have as deep of an access to their intuitive gifts than someone who is listening to this, who is super self-led and super open-minded and curious and a lifelong learner. For you, you know, absolutely you can open your intuitive gifts. Have you found that it's more of the older souls coming to you where Mm -hmm. they're further along and they're like, okay, now I'm open to this. And the the older souls tend to be more spiritual, do do you find? Absolutely. And of course, too, the other thing I need to say is we can open our intuitive gifts later on in life as adults. So I think that's a big misconception that you have to be born psychic or have these crazy spiritual interventions and experience as a kid in order to be like a true psychic or medium. That's not the case. You can absolutely grow your gifts um, as an adult later on in life. We're all on our own timeline. Mm. So the majority of my clients are 30 and older. and <laughs> We're all learning how to do this, you know, now. It's like a um, second wind, right? To probably like yes. a corporate career that <laughs> was super unaligned, right? For sure. And, you know, I've had clients in their 60s and 70s who are like, this is this is my time now to learn more about myself and 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 my my psychic and intuitive gifts. Do you find that each time you go into the Akashic Records for, let's say, a repeat customer, is it like if you've cleared all the blocks from the past lives, what else is there? Like if you wanted to keep going on? There's so much. There's always new. There are always new things because we're always going through new things in our external reality that we can dive in and focus on what's bothering you in your life, where you feel irritated or what feels misaligned. So there, you know, there's always more work to do, but ultimately the goal is to have you get to a place where you feel really strong and confident in who you are. I love that. So how can the listeners hook up with you to have one of these readings? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. My name is Emily the Mystic. You can also check out my website, emilythemystic.com. And I have all of my information about my readings listed there. Awesome. All right. Anything else that the listeners need to know about you or anything else that you've got going on in your world that you want to kind of share right now? Yeah. So a really great way to get to know me better is by checking out my YouTube channel. I have a ton of free content and videos about all the topics we've talked about today. So if you want to go in greater depth, make sure you check that out. I'm also Emily the Mystic on YouTube. And I have some great free meditations on my website, including a free intuition activator course. That's just a great crash course in understanding yourself and your intuition. So check that out. 
And I am getting ready to teach the Akashic Records in January. So if you're wanting to learn the Akashic Records for yourself and how to use them for other people, your own clients, definitely check out my Akashic Records certification. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been so fun. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.